Welcome to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 2, Episode 23, Soft Light. Well, we're back. And we're talking X-Files. Josh, we're talking Soft Light. Oh yeah, soft, soft light. light. Every time I hear the term soft light, I think of Star Trek, the original series, and the way they would softly light those beautiful 60s babes. <laughs> they look very, very much like they were sort of glowing a little bit. So you were, it's like an out of focus look, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're highly familiar with that, uh, that term? Not really. No. I always just was like, oh, they look sort of soft. I didn't know soft light was actually, a, is that actually like a, a camera? We would have to ask somebody who lurked around you know, dark rooms in school. One of those kids, you know porn, what I mean? Porn sets. Yeah. But like soft lighting. Yeah. I, the only, the reason it springs to mind, my uh, father, carpenter, contractor type, he built a house for a, a guy, an architect who had designed a lot of houses that my dad built. And uh, this dude was a big time art collector. Ah. And he built a house that I like. I, I actually went back there relatively recently because the guy has passed away, and his wife, um, his widow, was doing some work in the house, and I asked my dad to come and do some shit for it. Anyway, so I was there Jeff- recently. Hey, Javaka, and, and I did. <laughs> okay, but their house is so weird because it feels like an art museum because it's mm-hmm. meant to look like an art museum, and a big part of it is the lighting. Because you hardly ever see light bulbs. It's just designed to be lit. And I think uh-huh. they always refer to it as soft light. So it's mm-hmm. all these, I think you call it a soffit, which is, well, it's kind of a carpentry term too, but it you basically is, yeah. have, yeah, that kind of piece that extends forward into the room that hides the lighting receptacle so that the lighting you're seeing is, you're not never seeing the bulb directly. You're just seeing it diffused into the room. I can dig it. So basically, it's Dr. Banton's like safe spot was um, <laughs> was this dude's house. He should have went there. He should have. He didn't know. Instead, he's looking like uh, McDowell at the end of uh, Clockwork Orange. Mm. Poor bastard with a little thing on his head. At least his eyes aren't being forced open. Yeah, Logo Audrey is um, talking about soft light and photography, but she's not an expert. Drink. And uh, Aaron Fallon is mocking my technological incompetence. So here we go. How is oh, I see. I well, soft light, diffuse light. Got it. Super dupes. Super dupes. Here we are. Soft light. Okay. Well, that has very. I, well, it's not fair to say that has little to do with this episode because it matters. Let's call this a soft entry into our podcast episode. <laughs> sort of like a condom full of baked beans. <laughs> Mushing it in there with the thumbs, <laughs> hoping, praying everything works. Sure After a few brief moments of desperation. No, but, uh, um, so I was reading the listener comments this week, Josh. Sure. And it seemed like people were like, eh, I'm a soft like, because they're adorable with their cute puns. That was good. I like that. It was good, right? And um, I can't really blame them for following suit on bad puns, because that's the example we've created. That's the environment we have created. We've nurtured this behavior from these people. I'm surprised it hasn't come faster and heavier, to be honest. Right. I credit so, their maturity versus, you know, anything sure, else. Sure, yeah. right. You know, I uh, I watched this episode, and I was entertained the whole way through. You know what I mean? So sure. I, I don't I don't know if I'm supposed to not like this one, but I kind of like this one. And um, 
and it might not hold up under questioning. You know how you have episodes that kind of, like, what I like about this, this is a Vince Gilligan up, I think, is that I feel like the writing moves, it doesn't, it's a, it's a quick moving episode. You don't feel like there's a lot of pensive lingering. It's go, 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 clue, move, move, quick, go, we got to get this guy, things are happening, bang, bang, bang. And you don't have a lot of time to sit and ponder the logic, I think, of this episode. Yep. And I think that really worked for me. And one of the interesting things about podcasting that I've come to learn over time is that when we sit down to podcast, we are we do end up applying some logic and thinking about it because we have to to discuss it properly because we're not going to experience it the same way we discuss it. Whew, it's getting real too, real too wordy. My point is this. <laughs> I really like this episode, but I don't know how good it actually is. And I think that's going to be revealed as we talk about it. But I was impressed with the 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 clue move clue move clue move shaloub on the run his frantic behavior sort of it felt sort of tight in terms of the amount of time it takes us uh, uh, the, the the way it doesn't linger on anything it felt tight now if i think about it and does it make sense i don't really know i don't care about the science fiction stuff they can go well it's whatever and now he has fucking black holes fine that's fine it's an x file i don't care about that um, if I stop to think like, what is some of the connecting, what's some of the connections to some of the victims? Does it matter that they both work for tobacco companies? Does that ever come back? That's the stuff I'm kind of more interested to hear about. And, um, obviously you've probably seen this more than me. I've watched it twice for the, for the podcasts. And since I haven't watched it in a long time, other than I always remember Shaloub was in the X-Files once. And, um, and that's kind of where I'm sitting. Okay. I'm sitting at a like. Sitting at a like, a soft yep. like as has been said. Um, I'm a like to, and but I, I enjoy a lot of what you just said because I I feel pretty similar similarly 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 where um, I do feel like there are there are some holes that we can easily poke in this episode if we're looking to poke holes. Right. There's some questions we can raise, and there's some things we sh- should and probably will get to. Right. But ultimately, there's not a lot of dead space and time which yeah. I, th- I think was a very good point of what you just said and possibly a credit to uh mr vince gilligan's first episode um oh really his first episode first yeah and wow. actually the first one i believe um if my homework done by pp 9000 is correct um <laughs> it was the first that was really done outside of the team that Chris Carter brought in to write episodes. So there've been, you know, a large number of writers, but Vince was the first one that was really outside of that group. Okay. Um, and so, clearly so, so his, new ideas. <laughs> what's that? New ideas. Right. Um, and just kind of an unknown quantity coming into it, really. Um, I get that. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I didn't dig into, was this like his concept or did he just take a preexisting concept and kind of run with it? But it does move forward steadily. I think a lot of weight rests on Shaloub. Mm-hmm. I think if it, this isn't Tony Shaloub, who I think is an awesome actor and somebody I really enjoy. You feel for him, right? You, you root for Shaloub. You want him to succeed. That's yeah. huge. That's and, huge because a lot of times we can't say that about, about these guest stars. I'm like, ugh, just die already. Especially when a lot of moments rest on him being able to deliver. If mm-hmm. this was like some, just some rando stand-in, you know, not not that they always have that, but this was somebody that just couldn't really hit that role. You might come off this episode feeling very differently. 
It's a good point. So conceptually, there's some things I like. I do just, I just like things like dark matter and particle accelerators and mm-hmm. shit that I don't remotely understand. Dude, I probably listen to like, I don't know, a half a dozen podcasts that somehow talk about dark matter. <laughs> you know, like some BBC science podcast. I probably listen to like the Decipher Sci-Fi guys talk about dark matter. I've, I, you know, like multiple sources talk about dark matter. And every time I'm like, Kind of listening, kind of paying attention, like, yeah, okay, okay. And then it's just like, it's in one ear, out the other. So I don't get it, really. But I get it enough to know that it's a fantastically interesting concept. And when you apply it, especially if you apply it this long ago, when it was even less understood, it's like, okay, that's cool. You have a particle accelerator, you have the scientist. And the I think something X-Files often does very well is the the unintentional villain that's mm, that's a very indeed. very well trod but i think often well executed x-files concept which is when you have this person who is the perpetrator of the crimes that we're seeing unfold often terrible like murders but they're either doing it not of their own volition or sure. there's there's another you know there, there's something laid on top of that they're not just out there trying to kill people Right, and and this is a Vince Will. This is a Vince Gilligan wheelhouse moment when he enters the Breaking Bad world. From what I've heard, I haven't seen. Yeah, and and I won't spoil it. But what what it is is this idea that this this is a much more overt representation of Walter White. And I know that's a really, really, really thin comparison. Is Chris not good for for you to have? It's bad to be a, it's bad to be a donor, but, but it's more like our very nature, you know, to thine own self be true. And that's Shalhoub has, this is almost like the, what I would call a dark origin story for a superhero. You know, it's like you get bombarded with this Mm. particle and suddenly you can't control this. And the reality of your life is that you're not going to be one of the lucky ones that Charles Xavier says, oh, come to my school for the gifted. You're going to be one of the ones hunted down by the Sentinels and the government agents. And you you don't know what to do other than you know it's dangerous and terrifying. And when I think about this from that perspective, it's like, you you know, Walter is this guy, again, without spoilers, whose who's sort of worst parts of his nature come forward. And I'm not saying it absolves him of his crimes, it just makes you go, I mean, he is, you know, the dog shit in the house, but it's a dog. You know, it's it's like, and Shalhoub's like, well, people are falling into these weird galaxies, but he kind of is Silver Surfer or whatever, like for a minute, like he's this weird hero that, and I know he's not painted as a hero, but he's this guy who has sort of become an altered human or or uh, sort of a, an incredible Hulk, a bomb bombarded when he was bombarded with gamma rays. Well, let me know. interrupt to say what you're saying. I feel like he could sit right into side, right inside that, uh, that Mr. Glass unbreakable. Kind ah, of see, there you go. Like a little bit that, lower. Yes. Yes. Well, even though he's very, it's a very, very powerful thing. But <laughs> Super powerful. Th- when you were talking, that's what it reminded me of that that uh, that kind of origin story. Right, and that's kind of you know, in 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 that's where my ma- imagination takes me in this one. And it's funny, you know, the episode's called Soft Light, and consequently, there's a lot of sort of soft lighting, a lot of uh, long shadows in some of these shots, which looks cool. But it also adds this conspiratorial bend to it because you know we have the ex involvement, we have the the government and the inside guys, and oh, I'm working for the government, I'm locking you in this thing, kind of shit. And that's what I mean. This this episode moved quick, and you're like, oh, this poor bastard. Like, he's experiencing this thing. And, and yeah, does it look a little dated? Sure. But but the concept is just so cool. The dark matter, like you said, is awesome. Dark matter to us is like the ocean. 
and let me try to connect that without sounding retarded. So like the ocean is what, 80% of the planet and dark matter is like what, 80% of the universe. So it's like this vast thing we don't quite get. I think it's and like it's, way more than that. I think it's like oh, is 90 it? something percent. So that said, it's one of those things that you go, what the fuck, man? This is weird. But I like the shadow play stuff. You know, this takes me back to the white wolf days of the La Sombra, like this powerful shadow play. Yeah, you can fucking drop people into shadows and move between shadows. It's just cool. I like I like that part of it. Does it look a little chintzy when they fall down? Sure. But um, but the idea of this weird atomic shadow, that's wild, man. Yeah. It's fucking like wild. That. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But to your point, if you sit down, you're going to, and you, and you go, let me crack the knuckles here. You know, let me, let me get out my pen and you're going to start going, I don't know if this adds up. I don't know if this adds up. I don't know if this adds up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of X-Files that fall into this category, which is, all right, let's say we're here and you're my friend Dean. And I'm like, wait, you've never seen X-Files, dude. You never watched X-Files. <laughs> I'm not going to show you this episode first because this is not an episode that's going to sell you on the X-Files, but this is an X-Files that is enjoyable for people that already like the X-Files because you have to be sold in the concept. You have to be sold in the yes. characters. There's not especially a lot of like really interesting character stuff happening with Mulder and Scully. There's the, the monster, the scenario in question has some interesting aspects for sure, but this is kind of like one of those just good episodes where, and I think, again, I'm just going to say Tony Shalhoub elevates this a lot. Mm -hmm. But this is an episode that once you get the recipe of X-Files, you just sit there and you go, num, 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 num. This is I good. I can dig it. I can dig it. This is good. Mm -hmm. This isn't one that like you're digging a lot. This isn't one of the ones that you like walk around with your Bible thumping like if you're trying to convert hmm. people to the X-Files, <laughs> you know, you're not going to go to this chapter and verse. Right. But once I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you about life eternal. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about all the hardship you got to do to atone right. for your sins. Right. <laughs> once you're already a believer though, right. this one's an easy pill. Then you hit them with the, well, we're going to do this yard sale. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to go to that on a Saturday. What the fuck? <laughs> because once you're like, all right, I like Mulder and Scully. I like their dynamic. I like the new things you see. And then you're like, okay, there's like a dark matter thing in this channel. And all right, cool. I like it. Fine. So I, I think it. that's I what, what it is. Saying. This is just a, a good monster of the week episode. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. I can dig it. Yeah. And, and you know, while we're, while we're talking about it, I'm one of the things I, I, I actually kind of dug Mulder in this one. I, he's very, it's like, <laughs> this is, this is, Remember how I told you um, Dean Norris is awesome in, in Breaking Bad? Yeah. Which is funny because he's this DEA guy who's you think is this weird kind of goofy schmuck. And then you're like, he's actually pretty goddamn formidable, smart, and perceptive. And and I almost feel like I'm seeing the the, the premonitions of the Dean Norris in, in Mulder in this script. Because he's so like, here's a clue. Here's this. Have we checked this? Boom, 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 boom. Like he's so fucking on the money. And I know... He's also he's also playing like the badass. He's trying to impress this woman, but like he is, he's kind of on top of it. And they're not really making a yeah. There's a couple of awesome jokes, like a couple of callbacks, tombs and stuff. But you know, he's right on the money. Like he's he's going in, he's going hard on the here are the clues, and he's not being overly flippant, and he's not being like it's a crazy, ridiculous thing. You know, he kind of abandons that early, and it's 
I'm like, this is a, the most grounded I feel like I've seen Mulder in a while. You know? Yeah, yeah, I do wild. enjoy when we get to see Mulder, like the the serious investigator. Mm. We've t- we've talked. About it was this different. Before. Yeah, it was different. You know, um, he wasn't just like goofing off and like. Because yeah, I don't know. There is There's that leap early on, right, where he's talking about spontaneous combustion. But sure, after in the that, print, both in the, yeah, both the audience yeah. and Mulder and Scully have seen enough that we're kind of like, okay, there's something to that. And then from there on, he more or less, with a couple exceptions, he goes off, you know, what there is to be seen. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. He's playing the the the, the evidence and not the. He doesn't go. It's not cockamamie, yeah. you know. And um, it, I, I feel like because of this, they it's almost like Jillian Anderson takes a little bit of a backseat in this episode, maybe. Um, unless I'm missing something obvious, and I felt like I could have maybe, maybe, maybe more from her would have been better. I mean, Jillian Anderson's great, no matter what. She's funny the way she has chemistry all the time. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of an interesting, you know, interesting right into the investigation. But what's up with this lady? calling her fbi friends like guy guys <laughs> well it's <laughs> maybe i should hold on it but the one thing i had to say about like the the something i think they tried to give scully to do in this episode that i'm not sure really worked well was around this relationship with the, the uh, mentor thing yeah with detective kelly ryan here kelly ryan yeah kelly ryan which is interesting too like we don't really and i honestly i don't know enough about this like that scully was an instructor for the fbi and she taught these classes but she's not an fbi agent she's a detective but i'm like all right that's not i mean i don't know a ton i know a little bit about the fbi that but doesn't but, happen too much right that's yeah, that's like more maybe, fiction yeah she got a, like an exchange student class <laughs> she's like all right I, I get to go to like a big boy class on like forensics at the fbi instead of at uh rich richmond pd right <laughs> right right so the community college cool fucking computer forensics class might be different than the one at quantico yeah and there's there's some dangling threads here there's the whole um like the whole morally cigarettes thing like i, I don't think we ever it's really completely coincidental maybe yeah well yeah whether, whether or not it is remains to be seen it's just not explained it's definitely not explained here but could have been something left on the cutting room floor, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, there was uh, there was some stuff I saw that they definitely did make some initial changes. One thing which I I'm actually kind of glad about they talked about how sort of a technological slash budgetary hurdle was that the shadow was supposed to move somewhat independently. Oof, little fucking Brom Stokers. Which is which, as far as like a scary monster thing, is is super interesting, and compelling. But as far as like dark matter, then you, then it's like then you're giving dark matter supernatural quality, which is a very different thing. Sit to rich in on the yoga pants, yeah. right? But yeah, I guess let's just kind of. I mean, our 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 okay. intro to this here is um is Man this dies. sequence in this this <laughs> hotel, right? Yep, yep. Mister Shaloub, who's um who would come to find out was it Doctor um what's his first name? Bount Banton. Yeah, something Banton. It was a funny first name. Chester Banton. Ah, Chester. Never met a Chester in real life, by the way. No, my uncle, uh, I had an uncle Chet. Chet? Chester the Monster? R.I.P. Chet. Sorry. (laughs) He was was killed while trying to home invade children. No. Um, Cool. (laughs) Upstate New York. Living up to the name. Wonderful. Good dude, Chet. So, Chester... at this hotel, trying to get in, uh, this, this you know, kind of typical white businessman. And then the whole shadow coming across the door and turning into the 
the black glowing goo. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> I think this is an easy knock on the episode is just the effect, especially when they really try to showcase it later. When you really see it, it kind of like, ugh. like the initial one is kind of better. It's when they really try to show it later when it's just a person looks like they're falling through a trap door, leaving right. some black right. glue behind. It's like, it's a little much. Also, it's like, yeah, it's a little much. Yeah. But so that's our setup. Then we get to this crime scene. And yeah, so it's this, this Kelly Ryan thing and Mulder and Scully kind of get keyed on into it. And we find out that Scully was, uh, was one of her teacher and, um, I guess we've kind of already talked about some of this, how, how Mulder comes in and besides the spontaneous human combustion, he's doing some pretty good police work, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We learn the, the, we learn about the Vic. Yeah. Aren't we fancy? We're like the wire guy. <laughs> Patrick Newworth, age 52, uh, top exec with Morley Tobacco up from Raleigh, Durham. Makes me want to watch Bull Durham every time I hear it. Mm. Uh, for a meeting, he arrives on an evening train. How do you know he's missing? Well, wake up call, and here's where things get really weird, Josh. Um, only this up, uh, <laughs> right? He's locked inside. Roger Protector could not. Have <laughs> Roger Protector wasn't didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. <laughs> hey, look, Ventura, a bug. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he was locked in inside. Yep, deadbolt, uh, when, strong windows locked from the inside. One of my favorite parts, that little Easter egg uh, when Scully's looking inside the vent. It's so good. <laughs> She's like, is it this great. fucking guy again? This thing bat? I thought yeah. it was every seven years or <laughs> whatever it is, right? 30. 30, I think. Oh, right. And she just, she bangs out the uh, heat register. Like, nothing. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Uh, and the only thing really in there is that black mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, it uh, looks like an arm. What do you mean? And that's when... He does a little, uh, and that's when <laughs> Scully's like, oof, what are you talking about? It's a stretch. But it's also, like, what else do you have to go on? It Nothing. does It does kind of look like a spot somebody would be standing in to look outside the window. Or Absolutely. Uh, outside, not the window. Um, what do you call the uh, people? People. People, yep. yeah. Um, and one of my favorite things is that little, um, it's a great touch, that, that bulb. Mm-hmm. It's that's awesome. unscrewed just a bit. And yep. uh, Mulder calling for getting the prints off. And I'm like, nice fucking move. Absolutely. Because that's such an assassin move. Yeah. Close out one of the lights, try to obscure you, who you are. And then when the little light goes over the people, pink. M- makes me think right? of uh, <laughs> Heat with De Niro. Uh, he doesn't do it with the light, but when he's outside. Right. right before he w- fucking schwacks that guy. Wayne, Wayne Grove or Wayne whatever Grove. the fuck his stupid name is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's on top of shit. He's moving. He's uh he's doing his police work, and I like this. This is you know I, it's funny because again we we go back to Monty props and we go back to the pedigree that is Mulder. I almost said William Mulder, ugh. And um and where and this is the kind of work you imagine he was always doing before he started to become a bit obsessed with the supernatural and the and the otherworldly and aliens and whatnot. Right, because it goes right back to like real police work, but not just not just police work. Like that great intuitive one step ahead, mm-hmm, right. you know, 
the whole light bulb thing, there's nothing supernatural about that, but that's a detail. Like how many people would miss that? The vast majority. Absolutely. You're probably run of the mill person. That's not even what they're going to do anyway. You know, they're going to, and we key that right into the next piece we're looking at when they're, they don't have much more to go on and they're off to the home of the, the next victim. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. They do. They got information. They got a tip on a second individual um, who had been missing. Uh, yeah, because a miss a Mister. You know, they get you know they talk. They're talking about New Earth, and then they have um, the other missing person that came up right before him was a Margaret Wisnecki. I believe so. They're so. like, let's go to Wisnecki's house. So they do in Richmond, Virginia. And there, here's where you definitely, if you want to dig in, there's some there's some pieces where you're like. It's kind of like a chicken or the egg thing here. <laughs> so I was like, all right, so you have these different victims. These crimes are already linked, but they're linked by evidence that Mulder and Scully seem to be the one that discover. Like the black mark didn't seem to be a big deal to Detective Ryan. It wasn't like what made this a linked crime. Mm-hmm. So what the hell made it a linked crime? Just that it was missing white people in Richmond? Like that's not much of a thing here. Like the, the problem is right. they discover all the links. And- right. Why? Why? Why is it, is it just proximity? Is it, oh, another missing person? Yeah. So it could be the only, not proximity, uh, frequency. That's what I'm trying to say. Proximity is location, but maybe both, maybe prox, whoopsie, I banged the mic. Maybe proximity and frequency. They're like, well, there was another one that was missing. That's the only thing I can think of. Right. Because as, the, as yeah, go, because we kind of think that they are the ones that put the pieces together as to this this black weird burn mark thing, and then the whole train station thing. Definitely, they're the ones that put 100%, together. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And the light, one hundred percent. They're the ones that put that together. The, there's that um, street light that's unscrewed mm-hmm. outside the house. Yeah. Oh, by the way, what a quote by by Scully, and I might butcher it. But when she's just like, all manner of sin are covered by the dark. Yeah, that was cool as shit. Fucking great like, fucking poetry. Damn. And, and, and that's, you know, and I don't know if they want us to suspend disbelief and not be thinking this is shadow plays and more like if you are some sort of weird stalker vampire monster, you might be turning out lights and unscrewing light bulbs and, and using darkness to mask your approach or even your attack, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not, yes, it's a little... It's it's crazy that he walked through the house and he's like, whoa, this this lights out. And maybe he just had it in his head and he was thinking, he's like, whoa, they're the front. Because, you know, you see the house next door, it's lit up. This one, the front, there's no lights. And he's like, well, let me check this. And sure enough, it comes on. Just a hunch, right? That's that's like Sherlock Holmes shit. He's like, Watson, let me check this light as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> kind of neat. What do they find in her house? Outside of the creepy lights being off outside is at the Wisnecki residence that we uncover. Well, all we really get here is the burn mark on the floor and the train ticket. Mm. So in the trash, in the trash. So came in to the same train station, not on the same day, but in close proximity, I believe. Yep, absolutely. And if that's something they share in common, then I like Mulder's. I like it here when he's like, "What if he's? What if this is where he hunts?" The Nosferatu hunting ground is a train station. A lot of times, <laughs> right. It's worth a peek. <laughs> and I like Scully, uh, Scully here being like, well, what happened to spontaneous human combustion? Mulder said, well, you know, maybe it's something more than that. But doesn't yep. put aside that idea. Oh, and you know what? I missed this too. Uh, they talk about Wisnecki, age 66, widowed, retired from Laramine Tobacco, where she worked production for 36 years. New Earth worked for Morley Tobacco, didn't he? And then Mulder says half of Richmond earns their paycheck making cancer stick. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, that's one of the biggest X Files to me is that Mulder passes up that connection. 
Like, uh, cigarettes it, just aren't interesting to him, I guess. In <laughs> what universe does Mulder pass up a connection between two victims? In the hard-boiled, gritty crime world of Vince Gilligan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a new one. Too funny. Why, why make them work at the same place if they're just going to discount it with, with, a, with a point of dialogue? It's well, just... he, here, I think, unless there's something I'm missing, here, I think, might be a thread that we never, that we kind of changed up with a rewrite because, uh-huh. think back to it, Dr. Banton was knocking on this guy's door because he knew him. Right. Why, why was he going why does the Why does the particle physicist know the Morley tobacco executive? I didn't really piece that together. These and I might holes. be missing something, but there's supposed to be a connection to the cigarette thing. Or or, or if not to the cigarettes, to, to this guy. And, who, and to Margaret, who also works at one, who he had to go to her house for her to vanish. Right. And we hear later there's there's another victim. I don't think it's... I don't think it's her. I think it's a third victim, which yeah, is the, one of the his, first victim they called it, which is one of his coworkers. Right, and that's so, the connection to the what's it called? Polarity Johnsons. Um, the, <laughs> <what it's called. laughs> yeah, because he's running around wearing his goddamn lab jacket. Dingbat! Come on, dude. <laughs> well, fucking that, crime one hundred and one. That's that scientist shit, right? Like no yeah, common sense. All books. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't tie my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I did the fucking goodwill hunting solution. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I think there was supposed to be something there and either I'm missing it now um, or no polarity magnetics. By the they way. just kind of wrote that part out of it or, or left it ambiguous, which if, if it's supposed to be ambiguous, okay, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, if not, it's a little misleading at best. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and they, and they, they sort of discount first missing person, Gail Ann Lambert, by the way, um, not to be confused with Gail Ann Hurd, I guess, but, um, they didn't find any prints in, in here or anywhere else in the house. What makes you think the prints on the bowl mean anything? And he's like, oh, it's just, I don't know. But that's when they start going, let's, uh, let's, let's head over to the Richmond train station. I think that's a move. Yeah. Well, why don't you send down a detail, you know? Yeah. That's, um, let's not go. Let's send other people who could get killed. Uh, yeah, so we can show, showcase the pile. Let's, little, uh, little, little writing by the numbers, but <laughs> says, we got to add to the body count. Oh, ho, 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 big Billy Ryder Dean telling Vince Gilligan he's writing by the numbers. <laughs> Rope breaking bad, no big deal. <laughs> Fucking cocksucker. So, oh, shit. <laughs> pause right here before we get, you know, all the way through this. Yeah. Because um, things are going to kind of move fast if we just kind of talk about the, uh, the wave tops here. If... If Mulder and Scully are not called in on this case by Detective Ryan, mm-hmm. does this go better or worse for better by far? Right, <laughs> because policemen don't get sucked into the vortex. Policemen don't get sucked into the vortex. Maybe the government doesn't get Shalub, or or maybe they do, and like his body creates a, a fucking black hole, and we destroy the whole planet. That's so. That's that better. could be a that could be a win. That's better. That might be a win. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. But no, yeah, it's funny. This almost reminds me of... Uh, sometimes they'll they'll go on uh, on location to do their thing and do their investigatories, and then you're like, well, they didn't really... Like the Dijon de Verlitz is a great example. Like, yeah, you're not going to you're not gonna out with the devil, so you lost that one. But <laughs> did it actually go worse is actually a legitimate question here, because they're like, oh, send these two black and whites, literally a black and white, and um, <laughs> just saying. 
It was a double entendre. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Come on, man. I'm Vince Gilligan. It's actually but, um, one of my, one of, one of the things that really like crawls up my ass when a critique, people say this about Raiders Lost Ark all the time. Like, okay. you know, actually, you know, Indian Jones like doesn't do anything. They just make things worse. They're the ones that make the, you know, the Nazis like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, no, they don't like allow it to happen. They get involved in a story which ends up like, I mean, if you take them out of it, it doesn't unfold the same way just because right. it ends it, worse. Exactly. exactly. Plus you're trying to make something narratively interesting. It's the, it's a, it's a, it's a paradoxical argument because we don't know where our, our assumption is everything unfolded in a certain way. Yet, if we pull out the things that affected it, it would unfold in an entirely different and possibly catastrophically right. worse way. And at the end of the day, how interesting is um, Raiders of the Lost Ark if Indiana Jones is not involved in it? Not very. Right, right. As like a narrative, like, Abs- absolutely. Object. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so when we get down to the train station and this whole thing that unfurls down here, the. The sequence obviously is a great piece for for Shalub here to showcase. Oh man, he's great being Shalubi. Um, can, can we? Can you? Can you? Can we pause on Shalub for a minute? Yeah, Shalub's actually, always this guy like I kind of know, and I'm like, but I don't really. I mean, I know Galaxy Quest, but I didn't really watch Monk. Do you know what I watched, dude? What Wings? Oh fuck! When I was a kid, dude, I I didn't have cable. I had fucking antenna tv i had four stations right abc nbc cbs and fox and fox yeah. barely and some of the uhf uhf channels yeah uh, no at my folks house i literally only had those four. Oh yeah that's right that's right yeah so like fox was like i could watch the x-files but so the only other shit i watched as a kid were movies on like vhs and like for tv shows it was stuff that was on so you know, like whatever, like Seinfeld and shit. Sure, but then sure. Wings and like stuff like Sequest. Love Sequest. But Wings, that introduced me to Shalhoub plus a couple other guys. Um, who was the, uh, fuck, the captain from, uh, not the captain, the pilot, that funny, um, whatever. I'm going to, I don't want to go on too many tangents. But Shalhoub was in Wings and then Galaxy Quest and Men in Black were the things that Men made Men in me- Black, of course, yep made me think like, oh, this guy's really funny. That was that guy from Wings. And I had seen him in X-Files too. And then since then, I'd seen some Monk, but more so it was kind of his like occasional movie roles that were like, oh, this guy can actually act. Because I saw him in something where he was really creepy. And then I saw him, or I think I saw him in Galaxy Quest first. And then I saw him in something where he played like a real creep. And I can't remember what movie it is off the top of my head, but Galaxy Quest was, I think, the thing that really set me over the edge as to like, he's I, awesome love, I love this dude. Yeah. It's funny, you know, he's, it's, Shalhoub is the household name because of all the television he's done, I think. And I have seen such a small sample size of what he's got to offer. But I've always sort of just liked him. And I don't know if that's because I'm caught in the momentum of people liking him. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I dig. I'm like, obviously, Men in Black. And then, like you just said, um, I didn't watch Wings. I, I missed that one. But um, Men in Black and fucking... Somebody uh, in the chat said 13 Ghosts. Man, maybe that oh, was the yeah. one? That was... Was, uh... was he... DK said that in the chat. Was he creepy in that? Was he a creepy weirdo? Because I saw him... I distinctly remember a movie he was a creepy weirdo. And when I say distinctly remember, I mean vaguely remember because I don't remember any of the details. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, he's in that show um, Nurse Jackie that stars Edie Falco from Sopranos. 
That's like current, right? Uh, I think it had ended. It was back in 2015. And or, it was like well, six yeah. or seven seasons. But yeah, current meaning newer. Um, yeah. yeah, but, I, but I, I've I like him. him. He's I've heard him great. in a few interviews too, and he's a really cool, like interesting dude. Yeah, his um, apparently his dad got out of Lebanon while the getting was good. Yeah, not a bad move. Yeah, back when they were getting a little cranky in the 70s. Oh, there, the 60s. siege. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that either. Uh, my my I got a I got a I got a blind spot on him, but I but I do dig him. You got a little shalupe like hole. Hey, I do. Yeah, I the, do. The, the siege was um it was Denzel, right? Mm. It was like a thriller, like a terror. Was like, that terror like on the bus? Like a, yeah. Is it when that you know when they did those? Was that like late nineties? Where like let's do a bunch of negotiation pictures yep. before nine eleven when it was still kind of like just like this is cool and interesting to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many consequences to this. Like, oh, he's demanding we release his friend from prison and give him a helicopter. One of those movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's do something with these Arab American actors, and yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Shalhoub, I know, and he, he plays everything. He's fucking, you know, he's played. I think he's in a. He plays like an Italian. He plays everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, vaguely swarthy, like your brother. Swarthy, exactly. Yeah, but um, anyway, we should. He did deserve his moment because um, for he us did. to specifically talk about him because, as we've already mentioned, he's a big part of making this episode work. Um, because here, he when when he this whole scene, the showdown with the two cops, a, a lot of it is based on us believing him in this panicky kind of not wanting to hurt them mode. I love that shit. That's like the werewolf shit. Right. I don't want to hurt you. Stay away. You but know. it's perfect because he does come off just like a crazy person. So it's everybody's, um, it, it's just very believable. Everybody's kind of actions. Like the cops are like, all right, we have this crazy guy cornered. We have his, our guns on him because he's obviously deranged and he's threatening us. And they're, they're just kind of slowly trying to approach him, talk the situation down, and then boom, they're, they're black puddles of goo. Dude, I love that he is warning them in fear and not in intimidation and anger. Yeah. Yep. But if That's, you don't, if you don't know that, you're like, this guy's a psycho. You think he's off his meds. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's having an, an episode. He needs to be restrained. Yeah. And I think going back to something you said about Scully, I think part of, part of what we lose about Scully's weight in this episode is that her perspective is kind of lost on us because we, we see him too much. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. You know what I mean? And then, like, and, then, and then we're given this Kelly Ryan lady. Right. We, we get like, we get Kelly Ryan, her perspective calling in, um, the friends here calling the super friends, super, super <laughs> FBI friends. But, um, meanwhile, and, <laughs> and then later, Scully's perspective, once they actually get Shalhoub in custody, uh, get Dr. Banton in custody, rather, is, you know, he's a crazy person. But the problem for us, the audience, is that we can't really relate with Scully unless we really take our side, take ourselves outside um, of our viewing perspective, because we've seen too much of of Dr. Banton. We know, like, we've, we've seen a lot. Yeah. We know what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we know. Yeah. Exactly. So it's very easy to just dismiss her perspective versus... Other times where we it's can a make little bit own. more ambiguous. Right, because we make our own perspective. Right. So part of the problem of, and sometimes this happens in the X-Files, where if you get a really good guest star, I think the inclination is to use them a lot. But if you use them a lot, you're going to see a lot. And it's hard to keep what's happening with the quote-unquote monster of a week ambiguous um, if you're showcasing them. And that's fine if, if that works for the perspective you're going for where where the mystery isn't a part of it in 
for a lot of this, it's not, I don't think it's critical. The The mystery is how it happened, not what's happening. There's no mystery to the fact that Dr. Banton's shadow is killing people, right? That's Correct. very obvious. But it does, I guess, if you want to dig into it, it takes away from the fact that Scully's perspective is, well, he just seems slightly deranged because we're like, well, no, he's obviously literally killing people with his shadow. So he's not just a crazy person. How can you say that? Right. So, yeah. I like it. You know, it almost seems like it would work more in a formula where you're saying they're going to discover what it is about himself that he doesn't know. So we still retain a sense of mystery. Yeah. You could write the episode totally differently to to make him seem more just crazy and deranged and have bodies kind of appearing around him. But I think they they got a little too caught on to the idea of, of showing these things happening, either because they were excited about using Tony Shalhoub or they were yeah, excited so. about their little black goo effect. Um, could could be both. But for either reason, we, we lose that opportunity. And that's all right. It doesn't, doesn't ruin it. No, I it, agree. It just changes it. But I, I love when Kelly Ryan's like, oh, I sent two officers like you told me, and now they're dead. <laughs> yeah, so like, what the fuck? Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the ultimate moment where you're like, oh, my parents are just people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Ryan is like having that realization. She's like, oh, maybe you guys aren't as good as I thought. Like, you know, yeah, the FBI told me to do this thing, and now now people are mad at me because two cops are dead? <laughs> Never meet your heroes, Kelly Ryan. This is bullshit. <laughs> well, don't worry, because soon enough she'll make you even more disappointed. Mm. She's going to find all those people that are missing in that different, in the upside-down place. Yeah. Well, dude, later on, she, she makes me want to pair up with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Colton. Oh, God. From Squeeze. How dare you? Two peas in a pod. Oof, how dare you? Just a couple self-serving careerists. Well, finally, they go, you know what? Check out this guy. Check out his jacket. He worked at the place from the first victim, the first Vic. So we better get in our cars and go to Palarity at Marginetics. Yes. Have you seen this man? Dr. Davey, of course. Of course. You of course. Like okay. No. Dr. Ben. And then we, yeah. get, uh, we get a lot of exposition here. Hmm. I know. Dr. Chester Bountain is my business partner. He doesn't talk like that, but I like that better. Mm. You mean he's not anymore? Well, I don't know. I just assume not. He's in five weeks. So that's that's not painting a good picture of our guy, Shalhoub. Five weeks, and people have been going missing in the week. So, so you're telling me you can't account for his whereabouts. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> you have no alibi for him? Okay, got it. Let's go arrest Yeah, and more than that, there's a really weird last sighting here. This whole thing about, yeah. this is where we get the, the dark matter and the particle accelerator and... Um, Science! And Dr. Banton, yeah, there's a lot of uh, science, science mumbo-jumbo. talk. Oh, big time. But it's a good balance of it here, right? Yeah. Like, I can handle, I want enough science that I'm like, okay, those are real words that I know, I think. It's fancy pants tech. It and, makes sense. And then you like about. hand wave it to the point where I'm like, all right, yeah, this is probably exactly how most people feel when they're watching like war movies. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. What's a forward operating base? So Marine Team 6 goes in and they use, you know, their their assault automatic machine guns and they they uh, you know, kill the 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 bad guys. Yeah, that's how that's how that works, right? That's right. And you're like, yeah. And then if you have like the subject matter like actually known, you're like, oh, this drives me crazy. So like a real Science person probably. So like one of the seven this. people who watch this episode feel the way one seven people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, they're like polarity yeah, no. magnetics guys. <laughs> There's no way a particle accelerator at that point could exist in which regenerators. Just not enough in the power grid. Nah. 
Negative that, against positive alpha target. This is such bullshit. That facility is not large enough to support the power loop that that kind of particle accelerator would require. Right. There's no way he'd survive the, the, the bombarding of the x-rays and the two billion megawatts. <laughs> okay, pal. Yeah, sure. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just enough for... I mean, when you go to a place called Polarity Magnetics and you meet Davy with a sweater vest... You're going to get scienced on your face. Yeah. You're going to get a little science on your face. That looks real legit. And that's what happens. You get science on your face. And then we go, okay, so what's going on? And I like how they just kind of go back to the train station after this. Yeah. Because I guess where else are you going to go? Because they're like, dude, he's... So, so you, Davey, I'm going to run this back by you. You're telling me you made an X-Man? <laughs> <laughs> You've literally unleashed an X-Man on the world. Do you understand we don't have the means to fight him? <laughs> We we need to start the uh, Sentinel project immediately. Let me call Magneto and uh, see if he's Pol- done. Polarity Magnetics, where we make X Man. <laughs> yeah, back to the train station. And what do they learn at the train station? Well, it's just this idea. Like Mulder is kind of playing out Doctor. Ah, I love it. This, love that shit from I'm Mulder. Like, right, sitting there looking down. Girl gives him a look. A little cutie in a skirt. <laughs> hey, what's up, girl? She's like, "What's he done? What are you doing, later, sir? I'm gonna pull off my thighs." So yeah, he's doing his method thing. I love it. Talking about soft light. Ah, no shadows. Yes, no shadows. Uh, and then, uh, well, don't have. Scully's to- like maybe. She's basically saying maybe it made him retarded. <laughs> she kind of says that. And I'm like Scully. You think they gave him fucking silly brains? The <laughs> yeah. fucking X-rays gave him the silly brains. Dark energy gives you silly brains sometimes. You know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but um. It's, no, you know, diffuse soft light. Maybe that's what Dr. Bant was looking for. And, oh, wait, here he is. Oh, <laughs> is that him standing right over there? <laughs> if he's trying to kill his views, a terrible criminal, Mr. Benton or Dr. Benton. Yeah. He's like, no. Um, and I'll, I'll just on behalf, cause we're, you know, not being the nicest guys in the world to the episode. I will, will, uh, give a note to Eleanor Butler in the, in the Facebook group. She said, um, it was a low like for her. Why is he sitting in the station all the time? Why can't this guy stay at home? You can have soft light <laughs> your house too, you know, Mr. Scientist. And there are fewer people there too. <laughs> that's that's one of my biggest breaks, gripes with the episode is that right there. Is this idea of why are you in public if you create interdimensional destroying <laughs> shadows? Just just your shadow kills people, so go home. Shut the doors. <laughs> well, shut I the guess lights off. the uh, The only counter I will give is that he believes the government is after him. Not a good idea to be in public, but I guess a good idea not to be at your home. And yeah, they'll track you pretty easily. Yeah, I guess you should probably be in a motel somewhere. I guess, mm-hmm. but pay with cash. Yeah, that's going to be a bitch. You reach over to hand the cash. Ah, fucking lady disappears. <laughs> ah, fuck. You kill her cat when you hand, like your hand goes Every- over the counter and like <laughs> the shadow of your hand just disintegrates the cat behind the fucking counter. vanish. God damn it. Jesus. Um, Racking them up. But, but they, um, yeah. I like this whole they- next part because it, it kind of made me be like, oh yeah, I forgot that they get him in custody this quick. Pretty cool, yeah. We're right only, at the midway point. Yeah, we're like halfway two-thirds of the episode, and we have this whole showdown at the station. They chase him, and then the cool part where he's, again, warning him like like he did with the cops, and Mulder, shoot, shoot the glass. That <laughs> <laughs> was the worst, <laughs> worst impression. That's, it was Sean Connery, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Shoot the glass. Yeah. Is that shoot. better? 
Santa Claus. Yeah. I can't, do, I can't do it. I can't do a Rickman. Um, <laughs> but they shoot out the, uh, the bulbs there. And, um, then they get, they get Dr. Banton here in custody in a psychiatric hospital. And he rules. And he's in soft light and we get this nice long exchange. And we're kind of like, as the audience, you're like, well, okay. So we got the guy, he's in custody. They know, they know about the shadows and the soft lighting. Like this is, I I guess this is one thing I didn't really give credit to earlier when we were talking about the episode overall is I kind of like this just twist in general about, you know, from a narrative perspective that they kind of quote unquote, not solve it, but they, they get the guy pretty early mm-hmm. on here and they it, not just do they get him but they know what it is because there's times when you you accidentally catch the guy like in squeeze sure. right they get tombs early on but they can't keep them because they have no idea like how he could have done the things there's nothing to keep him on yeah but they they, they know <laughs> this i mean Mulder's pretty sure like it's his shadow it's the mm-hmm. it's the dark matter it's this whole thing and they've got him and there's also the aha moment of wait you can't control it He's like, right no of course not so that's a it's an unfortunate moment where you're like oh this poor fuck this poor x-man he's gonna end up joining the brotherhood of evil mutants he's yep. gonna order turn and and the 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 dropping of the they here is big because mm, that's that's what's gonna kind of give way to the to the third act is not only not only did he do this experiment and this thing crazy fucking thing happened to him and he's killing people with his shadow but they are after him for it. Right. And ironically, Mulder goes to they. He sure does. To figure it out. Mm, you you naive, trusting little friend. Yep. And uh and uh we we hear something. We hear uh he's talking about he's talking about brain suckers. I got a clip for us, Josh. Oh, send it. I know you want to hear it. Are you ready? Yeah, I do. I do. I am. All right, here we go. Ready? They sucked his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> They sucked his brains out. Nice. They sucked Is that Starship Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they sucked his brains out. We're already getting kicked off YouTube for this episode because I put episode um, audio on when you had your visitor. Ah, that's fine. Uh, uh, good, good point with it uh, from Aaron Fallon. Uh, Mulder, pretty good, dang good shot. Um, two inch bulbs with two shots. Pretty quick. Yeah, pink, uh, pink. Yeah, and a high... High tense in, uh, environment. Nice grouping, kid. Yep. Uh, this, this exchange is infuriating before we, before we can, uh, unleash X on this episode. Which exchange? Oh, Ryan's exchange. Ryan in the douchebag supervisor and Ryan with her the little fifth. downcast eyes. <sighs> Ugh. And Baron, here, is that his name? He's brutal. Here is where I was kind of holding when you were like, yeah, Scully doesn't have a lot to do. And the two things I can picture that they really tried to give Scully as a character to do, one is the ha- the scientific perspective on Dr. Banton of, like, maybe he's just crazy. We lose that because we already know he's not just crazy. And number two is to sort of be the – to be standing up for Detective Ryan. Mm-hmm, right. And that doesn't work because I fucking hate Detective Ryan. Yeah. Because you're a fucking spineless little bitch snake i don't care that you're a woman working a man's world you're doing something really slimy and shady if you're a Mm -hmm. a dude i'd call you out the same fucking way which is what Mulder does yeah yeah it's pretty impressive writing to be perfectly frank but baron blows too is that the Um, uh that the boss there that's the boss guy yeah and i'm like i go you're welcome he's in fucking custody because of us not this 
Dingleberry. Yeah. So quit being all fucking uppity with us. You have your suspect. By the way, three missing people, I guess presumed dead. I don't know how they prove it. That's another big question I have about this episode. Um, they have a funeral for somebody that they never recover. And within a couple of days, we'll, we'll get to that. I guess you know what. <laughs> you know what. I'm going to give this episode more credit, even than maybe it deserves. In in retrospect, it, like from 2019 eyes, looking back at this this specific dialogue exchange when when Mulder and Scully are arguing in the hallway, mm-hmm. and Mulder is is pissed and he's he's upset at the whole situation. He's mad at Scully for letting Ryan off the hook in the whole situation. And when Scully's really singing up for Ryan and talking about like, you know, like she's doing what she has to do. Like she's a a female detective in a man's world. And Mulder's like, yeah, but she's still like fucking up. He says, he basically says you never, he, 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 he compliments Scully while, while sort of putting down Ryan in a fair way though, because he says, She's like, she's, she's playing in a man's world, basically. And, and Mulder's like, the difference is you never put yourself ahead of your work. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah, but I just think that's really cool and interesting, like writing, because I can, I can see Scully being sympathetic to that and mm-hmm. it's sort of clouding her judgment to a certain right. point of view because it's a very real perspective to have. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it is, dude, it's got to be fucking, in, uh, not, not just, this is a 90 94 95 yeah and it's not gotten a lot better if you're a female mm. detective or fbi agent dude things are not fucking easy for you to deal with correct like especially you're getting you're getting a, a shitty case tossed in your lap because nobody else wants it yeah and now this guy's gonna that's why i hate baron so much yeah like, so he, i guess i kind of dig it i kind of dig the exchange absolutely um, this is a great part i still don't like ryan's like what she actually does but i do like and I really buy Scully's kind of um, response to it, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, at first when I watched this, I was kind of annoyed with Scully being like, well, it's 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 a done... Mulder, Mulder is trying to explain to Scully the power of the X-Man. She's like, we handed an A-bomb over to the Boy Scouts. And she's like, they'll be fine. And I was like, God, that's kind of flippant for Scully. But then I always remember that Scully often defaults to trusting authority more than Mulder. True. And <clears throat> I don't think Scully... Well, understands the 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 reality of what he's capable. Of yeah, doing. Mulder, I think, is truly believing the this guy Shadow is going to fucking kill people, and mm-hmm. I don't think Scully's there yet. Right. So That's I guess fair. that is the biggest problem. Going back to what I I'm hammering back on what I already said is I don't appreciate these moments enough at first glance because I've already lost a connection to Scully's perspective because. Well, I fucking know a shadow kills people. Well, I think too the part of it too is you 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 will you will let your annoyance at Ryan sort of cloud the scene until you go back and look at it, right? Because I, I do that too. Sure, yeah. You're like yeah, yeah. fuck yep. this bitch, and then I'm missing important shit, and then when you go back a little less annoyed at her, my annoyance actually shifted more to Baron on this watch, but still, oh, that, I let, that, that don't do she like turf stuff? Oof, that bad. turf crap, dude. What do you mean turf? You're the woman that you threw a fucking goose egg to, by the way. Hey, <laughs> hot potato, asshole. You give her this case when there's already two missing with no physical evidence whatsoever. And she calls us to help because clearly she can't go to you. So look in the mirror and ask yourself how your leadership is. And then we get the guy in custody and you're going to break my balls? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You know? And that's why I was like, this guy sucks. And then that's when I kind of felt bad for Ryan because I'm like, well, that's probably her supervisor. 
So she's sort of, you know, looking at her shoes and I'm like, all right. But the exchange between Scully and Mulder is one not to be missed as a result of that. Yeah. I like it. Fuck yeah. Well said, buddy. So let's get into this whole X thing. (sighs) Dude, man, this guy rules. He's so fucking good. What an actor, man. I, this guy's awesome. I don't know what it is, but he's got the fact. He's got the X factor. (laughs) And we all have cancer. He's by Um, far my favorite of the, I've said it before, but of all the uh, quote unquote informant roles, we go through a few. He's my fucking favorite, dude. He's excellent. Oh, he's so good. Um, He's such a masculine dude. He's such a masculine and he's so fucking dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of times he just shows it. And as an actor, obviously that's enough. You show it from your acting. But here in this episode, we fucking see it. I mean, he fucking murders, <laughs> murders Dr. Davy straight up shortly. God bless him. But I love this exchange with Mulder and the, the, this, this whole perspective of like, you don't, I don't owe you shit. I love this. You don't, you don't come to me for help. I don't owe you anything. I'm not risking anything for you. There's no there's no gain for me helping you out. Do not you know this re- contact me with your fucking childish games again. You know what this reminds me of, dude? You'll appreciate this. It's like when a it's like when a DM or a game master in an RPG is just sick of you using a contact. <laughs> and like, fuck this shit. No, I'm not helping you. In fact, I'm gonna kinda fuck it up for you. I'm gonna bit. burn this bridge. Absolutely. Yeah. Roll contact. Oh, well. did you botch that roll? Yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> Good. Good. Thank God. I'm tired of it. <laughs> you know, it's this whole thing with like, Mulder, what do I do? Yeah. The Boy Scouts got him. Let me go to my dude. Let me go to my daddy. Let's go. Let me go to the teacher. Mulder with his tattletailing, just fucking backfires on him. But I get why he would. He's like, Mulder kind of, it's funny because Mulder never goes bananas in this. He's never like, I don't understand the truth and, and fucking up, jumping up and down. No, and he's pointing, pointing he's to the very sky. Cold and calculate. Well, he I wouldn't say is. cold, but he's pretty. No. He's pretty analytical and re- and reserved about this whole thing. And kind of like when he gets agitated, it's because he's like, "Well, this is a really serious threat. Like this right. thing, people have no idea." And it's not about the idea that the government knows or like what the government's it's, about. It's, it's just the like, no, this is a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fucking a bomb. Opp- Shalhoub will make you go away. Yeah. Oppenheimer shit. But, Absolutely. But I have the next death. sequence with X man, not X yeah. man, X comma man. <laughs> I know. I fucked it all up. <laughs> uh, the, the, this, this line, he's being held by the Russian police in connection with several bizarre murders. He's a physicist researching quarks, gluons, dark matter. He believes the government is out to get him. It's tax season. So <laughs> Fucking X. Dude, he doesn't want to play with you. It's great. <laughs> and especially with what we're led to believe later that mm-hmm. he, he was looking for this guy anyway. He believes he's in he's in danger. Is he a dangerous man? Oh, man. Yeah. It, and it's a rare, it is a rare X-Files episode where one of my favorite, if not my favorite scene slash sequence in the episode does not involve Mulder nor Scully. Pretty wild, huh? It's with... It's with Dr. Banton and X. This scene, I think, is my favorite one in the episode where X shows up, lights go off <laughs> with a nurse. We're here to transfer an inmate. I, I didn't think uh, blah, 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 blah. Nope. Doing it tonight. Yeah. Because the power's out. The power went out like three seconds ago. Uh, yeah. And this guy puts a flashlight in your dumb face. Yeah. And then that whole, just the whole it's shot really well with mm-hmm. with Banton in there getting like zip tied up. Like, dude, zip ties. It's just 
that's some nasty shit. Like that is some real, yeah. real world dirty shit. Like it's not, it's not just like a, you're getting police cuffed. You know, you're getting no. handcuffs on by the police. It's like zip ties and we don't get a baggie over the head, but the, the duct tape across the eyes or across the mouth. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> when those lights come on and those two guys get smoked and, and just the, without a word, the, the face, the facial like back and forth with X and Banton. In the hall. It's great. And man. here's what's awesome is that Banton is this, you're not a real villain. Like, we feel bad for you. You're in this terrible place. But here, we see Banton advancing to kill. Like, yep. Banton is now, I am going to kill you with this power that I have, which now it's it's even more interesting because you're, you're not just this, you know, sympathetic person. You're like, okay, well, you are trying to take a life. And here we have X who we have these conflicted feelings about because you're... Right a erstwhile ally of Mulder kind of, but you're also super dangerous and we don't know whose agenda you're working with. Um, and this whole, yeah, both, both perspectives are super relatable, right? Yeah. Because with Shalhoub, you're going, these are the guys, they're going to take you away and kill you. Like that's gotta be what he's thinking. Yep. They're finally here. The lights went out and I got government guys rushing in here to take me away. Hell no. This is where I'm going to finally make a stand and not run. You know, yep. you, you see deliberation in his eyes. Like, I will kill you now. Yes. But that exchange in the hall is so good. Yep. And I was like, oh man, X has him. But then I was like, but wait a minute. Right. Yep. <laughs> and, and maybe I'm just a dummy. Cause sometimes I, I found this trait in myself where sometimes if I get caught up in, in, a, in watching something like, did you see, um, did you watch the Joker yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, I'm not going to give away anything spoiler free for sure for that. But <clears throat> there was, um, a specific element of that movie I was talking to two different people about. Um, and they were both not one of their, one of their very minor critiques was that there was something that they felt the movie went too far with like showing them like, no, look, this is how it happened. Um, okay. If, if you can key into what I'm saying, I think so. Um, but for me, like that movie completely engrossed me. Right. And yep. when it movie really engrosses me, I, I kind of shut my thinking off and I stop trying to solve things. And I, I want that to happen. Cause you're on, cause you're in the wave. That's my ideal situation. Yep. That's because it's, it's earned it. It has earned your undivided attention to ride the wave, right? Exactly. Something was, something was done in the beginning to do that. And it has to be really jarring to knock you off the wave. Yep. Like I, I'm, I understand that entirely. I think most people would, would understand that. So a little bit, maybe, maybe not Joker level, but <laughs> when, when X doesn't shoot him and then later Mulder talks about the idea of, you know, who knows what would happen if, if he was killed mm. and like that being in the back of your head of like, all right, maybe X was thinking of that. Cause otherwise you're like, why the right. fuck wouldn't X shoot him? Because right. I was kind of so caught up in that moment. I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't he shoot him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially. Yeah, it's the, what if he goes, what if he goes supernova yeah. if you shoot him, you know? Blows out the goddamn world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool exchange. And then we get to the hospital, the psychiatric hospital the next day, Scully. What did you find out? Which would be at two officers outside watching the entrance. They didn't see anybody come in. Lies. Um, according to the floor nurse, there were three men. Three. And that's when uh, they start going, all right, well, what the fuck's going on here? Scully said, well, somebody from the government coming for Dr. Ben? And Mo's like, well, just because your parent doesn't mean they're not out to get you. So. Good point. Because <laughs> that's what Ryan thinks. Cool. Ryan offers some insight. Good. Perfect. She actually is on the money for a change. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess this is her moment to shine, more or less. Yeah, right? sure. Briefly. Polarity magnetic, she goes, because she left. And they're like, well, where did she go? We don't, we don't really know. But whether or not Dr. Bain is actually telling the truth, he believes he is. And apparently, so does whoever it is that tried to take him last night. And that's when Mulder says all that he's been trying to do since the accident is try to control the thing. Now, if he's escaped, he's going to go to the one place where he thinks he can do that, which, of course, they logically assume is polarity magnetics, which, of course, we know that Ryan also thinks as well. Yep. Showdown. Uh, good stuff between Davey and Shalhoub. Shalhoub really uh, sort of outworks him. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, he's really just bought in, you know? Yeah, these are these are different level he, actors here. He's just a nat. He, he has a, you know, he... The other guy's just sort of like dumbfounded and he's like, holy fuck, I'm acting with Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, ju- just a brief aside because um, because we, we've talked about X a lot and, and we're talking about him now. But uh, Honey Force in the chat said, uh, I wonder what the actor who played X is up to. Seems like he could carry a modern show. And so it, it's Stephen, he was in it. He was in it. Stephen Williams. Yeah, he was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's doing a ton of work. Yeah, I'm um, unsurprised. He has such presence. But yeah, he hasn't really, I guess, been given a, a lead role. But um, yeah, he's done a lot. He, he's got he's got nine credits in 2019. So Holy fucking shit. He's doing okay. Um, he's working hard. Eight, I'm sorry, eight credits. But he's in a show now, Lock and Key. Uh, he did a long run on Supernatural up until a few oh, years awesome. ago. He did Leftovers. Um he was in the TV version of Minority oh, that's Report, right. dude. I forgot he was in Leftovers. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, man, he is really good, and I cool. I guess yeah. I I could see him doing a little bit more. Yeah, put him on a space show. Make put him on Star Trek. A fucking admiral. And, um, yeah, no, I like him in something grittier, something more yeah. real. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him uh, as like a dirty cop in um, like The Wire, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been fucking dope. <laughs> I like it. But anywho, anywho. So yeah, our whole showdown scene here with with uh with Banton and Davey back and forth and you know, obviously yeah. uh locks him in. Ryan's Ryan's passing here, whatever. Oh she's yeah, out. we kinda went we kinda blew by that. She's like, What are we doing? And that's another willing murder. Yes. And, and that is uh that is clear, you know, the This one you are le- we're less sympathetic for. And, but this gets down to, I guess you would say, him believing his apprehension here is worse for the greater good. Yes. This is the, yeah. the lives of the many outweigh the lives of the few or the one. Yeah. Well, also, stepping at a squirrely detective with her weapon drawn is ballsy. Mm, especially as a, as a person of color, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, barely, barely. But they're still pretty swirly. Watch yeah, out. I mean, keep those you know, hands. I've, keep those hands high, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you know what I mean? Those white girls, they gotta gotta protect their precious supple flesh. Yeah, yeah. I guess there there's maybe a, a tiny bit of weight that's lost um, because Davy's just not an intimidating character when we find out that he's evil. But right. but it's a good twist because I yeah. I think you don't really see it coming because he I just didn't. seems like such a tweedle dumb. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives it that kind of gives it a weight in its own just from the surprise factor. Yeah, the unassuming. Yeah, because he doesn't need to be menacing. Just the fact that he's in on it, and then he all he has to do is pick up the phone. Right, and you're like, oh, that shitty little conniving mm. bastard. Government got to him. Yeah, the, and yeah, then X made, gets to him. 
Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> the business end of his sidearm. And the, dude, Ooh. these shots, I love it again. Yeah, the, the fucking the little soft gun shot, and then and then yeah, because of the chamber, Ben looking it. out that little porthole, and then X's face looking. I in. love it. They're like, holy shit, he turned black. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like that's a badass awesome. all of a sudden but that's i love it i love him he's like holy shit it's him yeah it's that we had that look <laughs> and and say what you will for you know the there's not a lot of ambiguity in the episode right like the whole time barring i, I, don't, I mean barring a very little bit of the intro we pretty much know what's going on mm-hmm. and yeah, pretty quickly we know how it's going on what happened to make it go on yep but i like the amb- ambiguity towards the end of uh, at least initially the yeah, the, the misdirection they, they, i guess yeah i do too and you're like holy fuck he's 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 off himself like you think that even for a second yeah but then we get back to the, wait a minute, it's locked from this side. Yep, you just see the body in there, and then it gets poofed, Z- zapped away. Poofed. Um, and, uh, and the funeral. And the balls of Mulder. Yeah, and, well, you got Mulder going to see X2, right? Yep, yep. In that uh, that great, the cup, the second time I think he's seen him in that weird. Uh, mm, it's a cool shot. It's shot well. Yeah, it's like a, it almost looks like a arena under construction, like a, yep. you know, like a sports uh, stadium. Like the tunnel. Yeah, very cool. Great shadows. Again, playing on the shadows is a is a mm-hmm. cool move. You uh, knew who he was, and you used me to lead to lead you to him. You were the one who contacted me, Agent Mulder. Mm-hmm. I won't be your stalking horse. You seem to be mistaken about the amount of control you exercise over this agreement. <laughs> hey, hey, he's giving you. He's showing let's get you. Factual, he's big buddy. you. Let's get you real pay factual. attention. You should really pay attention, Mulder. <laughs> this is an important lesson you're about to learn. Are you taking notes? <laughs> I don't see a goddamn notepad in your hand, Mulder. <laughs> yeah. You're choosing a dangerous time to go at it alone, Agent Mulder. Perfect time to say that in the midst of season two. Yeah. But uh, yeah, cemetery. I guess they're burying um, the identified remains of the dark matter death. <laughs> they're, they're this was the, the moment where the I went, wait a full of second. Detective Ryan. What? What are we doing? Come on, show. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And that's when we realize Mulder wearing some natural born killer's glasses. I know. He's got his hair grown out a little. Yeah. Also, I love this little flip a deed I do, man. I like this. I like him saying, fucking, that, that was Davy in that thing, which means this guy's out there. And we get that sort of haunting shot of our guy <sighs> in custody with a brain thing on and the tear. That, that final damn. part with, with, with X in the, uh, that testing facility. And, and, cool. and Banton in there. Very cool. It's mm-hmm. dark, man. Yeah. It's real dark. Like, what they're doing to him is, that's some horrific evil, like, evil scientist government testing stuff. Yep. That is a yep. cool, dark element to leave this on. Absolutely. I liked it a lot. Yep. That's why I like this episode, man. You know. Even though it's got some holes, I still like it. I'm moving I mean, to a hard like. There you go. No longer a soft like. Nice. Yeah. I think it uh, it elevated through our discussion. I'm not sure our discussion elevated it, <laughs> but our discussion elevated my feelings on it. I can dig that. So I got it's a. Uh, I like it. I got a listener comment. Cool. I got one too. All right. I'm gonna go with um, Mr. Neil James. Mr. Neil James. Thoughts on Softlight. Tombs reference is fun. Tony Shalhoub's performance is great. 
It's fantastic to see X being a badass. Still pretty shocking seeing him execute Dr. Davy in cold blood. My problem with the app is that they take it way too seriously. The shadow desk can't help but look a little stupid as the victims sink down out of shot. They should have embraced the dumbness and gotten Darren Morgan a script it. I don't <laughs> wow, dislike it, but it's a very low like. <laughs> also, Mark Snow is fucking rocking it in this episode. The music really stood out. Oh, man, that's a great comment. The music is so good the whole time. That's disappointing we didn't mention that. It's very disappointing. I'll blame you because you're the music guy. Yeah, that's that's fair. I was thinking about it a lot too. There is music in every scene, man. Yep. And um, and it works. It has. It just reminds me of like it has such a dark shadows. There's music playing amongst the the the, the dialogue yep. and the black and white. You know, it's just so cool. And really I really well done. I like what Neil James had to say um, about. I kind of agree with him. Uh, and maybe it's the datedness, but sh- like really showing a lot of the 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 shadow death kind of thing i don't think helps this episode in fact i think it's probably one of the bigger crutches of it um i'm not sure the darren morgan twist because i like this being a dark one like i like it being serious he is right that this episode takes itself very seriously but i think um i think the remedy to that is to to show less sure it, it, you know, it's funny though. In retrospect, it you probably could have made this one of those werewolf apps, right? Because Shalub is hilarious. Uh, to his point, you could have made an entirely different feeling episode <laughs> you really with, with Shalub. With it, you, like it would just be hilarious, like a perm, 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 kind of fucking vanishing shit. He's like, he like stumbling backwards, accidentally killing people. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> It's like the scene in Naked Gun when O.J. Simpson keeps banging into shit, you know, after getting shot 10 times, you know, like, oh, for fuck's sake. We're rolling his, he's like falls against wet paint, but he's, the the joke is he's already been shot many times. It's a (laughs) very, very different episode. (laughs) But uh, it's tough to say, you know, hindsight's 2020, as they say. But, um, but yeah, I liked it. So um, let's go with uh, Kalaveshi, Christine. Shalub carries the app. He's a frizzy ball of anxious desperation. That's pretty perfect. Mulder makes one of his trademark giant leaps to logic when looking at the mark on the carpet. Amelia identifies the shape of an arm in the burn pattern. Good old spooky. Our good doctor doesn't have much to do other than her connection to her former student, which is always a bummer. Yes. She wraps it up by saying, also, has anyone ever actually used the phrase soft light to refer to dim or diffuse lighting? That was a question I think that the live chat answered. Yeah. But um, I like what Christine has to say, and I think you're not going to get many people in opposition of Shalhoub and his performance. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we hopefully we sort of propped Mulder up a little bit by, 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 by discussing all of the cool things he does do outside of the leap of logic, which he ends up backing off on. I like that. Yeah, man. So. Um, let me take an opportunity before we move on to our very final thoughts and transition to... Uh, What's coming next? Uh, to just kind of shout out the the our little Facebook page in general here. Um, By all means, fun little community. Um, completely not because of you or I, especially not because of me, because I'm one of the least contributing fucks on <laughs> Facebook of all time. Um, but I do. They lo- don't need us. It's beautiful. I They're do love like, to check you, in there. We'll we, you got you got uh you got Mulder Mondays. Mm-hmm. You got you always got Mulder Monday, and that's uh Karen Mary does that I think right. Yeah, yeah, and then um. 
Thanks, thank God it's Scully by B- BP. Yep. So you're guaranteed two great posts a week, and then uh, we get a lot of just random, like random good X Files stuff dropped in there from time to time. Yep. Apparently, David Duchovny is going to be in the remake of The Craft. Yeah. Carmelita Valdez McCoy posted that as a craft aficionado. Yep. Also, if you want to find the group, just look up, just Google, uh, uh, just Facebook search the X Files fan group, and you'll see an LSG Media par- parenthetical attached to it because there's probably a thousand. Yep. And you gotta um, uh, you gotta answer the questions though. We gotta we got yeah, a few. There's a lot of bots, man. We got a few pending people that have not answered I just the questions. Deleted them. Can't do it unless you answer the questions, and we know you're a real human. It's um, easy. We get, yep. and, we get, it, and it is specifically for people who listen. If you don't know the hosts, we're not letting you in because there's a thousand other groups you can go to. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is for you idiots listening to, right. to our dumbasses. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I did want to mention too, we did a, a poll since our last step. We were talking about um, uh, in between doing Emasculata. Uh, <laughs> FM- <laughs> about what was the grossest episode of all time. Yeah. We did a post there yeah. with, um, we had, uh, we ended up <laughs> with, uh, I think nine episodes after people added their own and, yes. uh, home came in number one. It's a good pick. What's yours? Uh, I went with too shy. That is Foxy, in season I three. Mm. There's some fat sucking going on. Okay. The only one I can go on is the one I know. So I know home F, I know host. Mm-hmm. The additions, I was like, I don't. Oh, coprofage. Co, co that one we did. Yep. Um. So I'm going as of now. I'm going host. Yeah. Because of shit water. Home one, and, and I don't know though. It's 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 grossest. That's so dark. I mean, I guess the gross thing is just because of the whole fucking situation. Yeah. It's it's utterly vile. Yeah, they're monsters. They're monster people. But I meant more, just kind of, I guess, viscerally gross. Yeah, there, well, there's noises. But who the fuck am the, I? I'm trying to like, you know, give rules to the, the post that, yeah. that we want our viewers to weigh in on. <laughs> right, right. I I went with <laughs> I went with host based purely on shit water and those weird noises it makes and that lamprey like attack. Ugh. Like our, our viewers, I mean, like, the you, viewers. sorry. Yes. Yeah. He's like, when you have people shit water in your lamprey wounds, mm. ah, I can't do it, man. <sighs> I, when I think about fat sucking, I can't wait to see this. Cause you, you just saying fat sucking makes me want to jump way ahead, no, but I won't. So gross, dude. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about it until like, until I was, uh, I was like kind of going through looking at some episodes when I was like looking at the post and I was like, Oh God. Oh God! And it really that viscerally really, came home that, to me. It sounds pretty gross, and I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing it. But um, looking ahead here, sir, we have yeah, um, dude. two episodes left of the season. Crazy, right? That's and I it. think are are we commentating? We are commentating our our town. Is is the plan? Ah, fucking Rob Bowman. So, um, so holy shit! The idea with that is, um, you guys heard it before. Show up with some popcorn, listen along, watch along. Ideally, that's the way to do it. That's how we're gonna do it. Um, what do you think? Do you want? How do you want to approach this one? Should we both? Should we get a watch in advance and then go into it? Should we go fresh into this? What works best? Um, I usually don't watch in advance because I have genuine reaction to it. Yeah. Um, but if it's something I've already seen, which I have seen this episode, I might go back just ahead to sort of let my mind drift with all the ridiculous things I want to say at certain parts. Yeah, that's fun because then you don't have to pay as tight attention. You kind of just have an idea of it. Right. It's not like a movie I've seen 50 times. And it's not a, this will be a fun one because if I recall correctly, this is not a bad episode. (laughs) Yeah, I know. 
I, I, I it's, it's people eating, right? Is it the people eaters? Uh, is it? Isn't it the people? Eat? I don't know if it's people. It's the fucking the chicken place. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I dude. couldn't remember if they were this eating. This is the one I kept thing. mixing I up with. Um. Uh. Was it blood? Oh, okay. Remember? Maybe I'm thinking, yeah. I'm looking at images of our town, the fucking masks. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I was mixing it up already previously. Gotcha. Um, awesome. But no, John remember, Milford's in the sick. Robin mostly. If I remember correctly, it's kind of, um, got some culty shit going on. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. And, we'll, and we can still do this live because we can limit the amount of audio that gets into the episode. Yeah. Because YouTube's kind of a pain in the ass. Off us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll be able to hear it the whole time, and, and I'll just have to do little audio, or I'll just let them play and say, fuck it. We're not monetizing this channel. Oh, no, anyway, I think so. there is some people eating. You're right. It is cult, though. It's a it's people cult. People eating cult. Yeah. yeah. All the best. The fucking, All the best parts. The bones on the tarp is always an image that sticks in my head. Yep. And then that will bring us to the season finale. Yeah. The season finale, which is called, and then it's a part of, it's a three-parter, right? Yeah. Uh, well, at least a two-parter, but definitely. Um, cool. And, and Azazi. Heading into uh, the end of the season, so we'll be going into Turkey Day on uh, on a uh, cliffhanger. Yeah, and and with uh, the thanks we've given to the Native Americans by <laughs> honoring them with boot heels and lots of ammunition. Yeah, yeah, as it so goes. That's nice of us. As it goes. Well, Josh, this was a lot of fun. I I was I was I was happy to talk about this, and uh, and I'm glad that I wasn't. Uh, I, I'm glad that my like was makes sense and talking through it i was like god i hope i do because you know sometimes you'll you'll be like ah i kind of like that but again i i think you said it better when you described your situation with the joker than i did i was a little too wordy when you just were like i'm caught up yeah so it doesn't and that's what happens you get caught up in in this spectacle that's why it's hard to see a movie one time and talk about it or an episode i'm like i gotta let me let me let it let me think about it People that come out and like have a diatribe, I'm like, well, unless it's really, really great or really, really bad, I don't typically do that. I'm like, let me think about it. That is the one thing I will always be very sure to do because I'm not going to lie. You know, people can say what they want that like, oh, no, I have my opinions. I don't let them be, you know, swayed by anything else. You know, we're all human. I will never, ever read reviews of an X-Files episode before we podcast about it. Me neither. Because I don't even, I, I don't go to, you know, you know, the website that no. shall not be uttered. Oh, I never go there anymore. Fuck that. But because I used, like, there was a couple times early on when I was like, I was like, oh, let me see, like, let me check some reviews for like this episode. And it's just hard to keep that shit out of your head. Right. And I'm yeah, not, it's gonna, yeah, absolutely. I'm dude. not a TV critic. So nobody wants to hear me give my fucking TV critic shit. Mm-hmm. And, but if I read like an episode, it's it'll like a, creep into your review. yeah, it'll creep yep. in. So it's just it's good to keep it blank. But what ends up happening sometimes is like with this one, I came in, I was kind of like, well, some stuff I I like, some fu- stuff I don't. But then after we talk about it, it moves you. Uh, sometimes it moves you one way or another, and it definitely mm-hmm. moved me moved me up on the plus side on this one. Yeah, it, it's also you know we're, we're also in the situation with the X Files where uh, to go back to our nerd lexicon. We are, are, if we're talking charm person, like our disposition is already so positive. It doesn't require a lot to push me into positive thinking. If it was a show like at the end of The Walking Dead, before we pulled a plug on it, it was becoming <laughs> a chore. And I was like, I know I'm being a cunt right now. You were hostile like I, every side. Every time you had a plus six to your, sa- your mm-hmm. will save. 
I was first job and person. I, I was grinding my axe and it became at first it was funny and then it became very unfunny. I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't I'm not it's not an enjoyable. Like I sit down and watch the X Files. I'm like, yeah, man. I when I watch an an X Files episode, there nothing else exists in those moments. And that's the same way I feel when I watch things like Star Trek. They there there is a there is a transportive moment, uh, and maybe you could put some nostalgia in that, but it works, and, it, and it's favorable. And I understand that that limits my objectivity, but I, I'm not afraid to admit that. And, and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's podcasting. That's, that's what we do. So Yes, sir. There you go, buddy. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. So Our Town, we're going to be watching it with our, with our listeners. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I think we should probably let them go. Let my people go. Do you want to say goodbye to them? Back. I don't want to hurt you. (laughs) 